0: Trial master files are often a complex and head-scratching affair, especially when it comes to trying to figure out how you document issues and deviations from your process. In today's session, we're going to tackle the exception that's become the rule, note-to-files. We're going to cover the do's and don'ts of writing note-to-files, as well as how to build an ironclad process that actually builds confidence in an inspection and doesn't reduce it. State of TMF is officially in session. Let's get into it. All right, everyone, welcome to the first episode of the State of TMF. We're incredibly excited to have you all here um, for this first event. Um, As a reminder to everybody, uh, this is a brand new live event and podcast coming from Montreum. uh, Every other Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern time, Um, you'll be able to attend live, ask questions, engage with our our lovely hosts that we have. Um, Each uh, session will be focusing on a different topic, and it's really designed to give back to our community, give uh, you know, better education, more knowledge, uh, get insights on how to improve inspection readiness, Uh, identify and scale optimization programs, train your team to operate at scale and of course understand what it takes to create a world-class TMF program. Uh, As a reminder to everybody of course um, for those that are unable to attend today or if you wanted to listen to uh, this event uh, again it will be available on all major uh, streaming platforms for podcasts and so you'll see a uh, a link to uh, all of that at the end so you can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and all of those things as well as the full video episode on YouTube. Um, so today we're going to be focusing on an incredibly well talked about topic and probably a pain for most which is everything to do with note to files. Um, a, a really critical look at what we think Uh, started as the exception but ultimately became the rule Um, and we're going to help you try and understand what you should and shouldn't be doing when it comes to notes to file um, and how to put in place a strategy and a process for better managing notes to file in your TMF program today. Now, the State of TMF is going to be hosted by a number of different individuals, including myself. Uh, For those that aren't aware of who I am, my name is Oliver Pierce. I'm the Director of Growth Marketing here at Montreum. Um, and have spent the better part of a decade within the TMF community in the TMF world. Um, so I'm incredibly honored to be here with everybody today. I'm also joined by my colleagues, Kathy Bedia and Donatella. Maybe uh, Kathy, Donatella, you can uh, uh, introduce yourselves. Kathy, I'll, I'll throw it to you first.
1: Sure. Thanks, Oliver. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Kathy Bedia. I'm the head of solutions consulting here at Montrium for close to six months now. Um, I do come from the world of clinical research, Um, having spent close to just about 20 out of my 30 years in the industry dedicated to TMF at both CRO and sponsor level. And notifiles have always been a hot topic right from the beginning. So I'm really looking forward to our discussion today.
2: Hi, everyone. My name is Donatella Ballerini. My background is in clinical development. Uh, Now it's almost 15 years and that makes me feel very old. So uh, (laughs) anyway, uh, my big special... So, my big passion for TMF uh, took me to Montreal in uh, 2021, where I became a head of ETMF services. And very happy to be here with you today. And um, I wanted to thank uh, Oliver and the rest of the team uh, for uh, having this big idea and big project of a podcast of a TMF, uh, which I think it will really. It really fill some gaps in the industry and give you some very helpful insight to our audience. So thank you again, Oliver and the rest of the team.
0: Yes, thanks. Well, you're hard. absolutely welcome. You're welcome. Um, at the chat is now open. So if everybody um, wants to, if anybody wants to ask any questions throughout today's session, you can do so for those that are uh, attending live, of course, um, we'll try and answer questions throughout. So throw them at us as they come uh, to you. And I will be directing them at our wonderful subject matter experts today. So, Let's get into the subject of uh, the session today, which again is titled Confessions of an XTMF Manager Breaking Bad Habits with Note-to-Files. So let's start by trying to look a little bit about, you know, trying to uh, zero in a little bit more on what is a note-to-file and ultimately what its original purpose is. So Donatella, I'm going to throw this to you first. Could you give us a bit of a rundown on, on, on from your perspective, what a note-to-file is?
2: So uh, I'm not spending lots of time explaining you the the definition of a not to file. I think that uh, everyone who is on this call know what a not to file is. The point is that, uh, in my opinion and in my experience, I really think that a not to file is a double sword edge. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, it can be a good practice, but it can be also a very bad practice. So it depends uh, as almost all the, the tools that we have uh, for TMF management or for documentation management in general, it depends on the use that you do and uh, how you uh, develop the process for managing that. So I think that the best definition for a not to file is that a very risky practice because if you don't know how to use them in the proper way, you would fail and you will have lots of issue during inspection or an audit. So I think that these uh, uh, sentence from this uh, very interesting article that we use this article also in our training, uh, because I think it's very uh, helpful and lots of uh, insight in this article, define really well the sense of not to file. So uh, a common document, uh, use uh, when used properly, An O25 can be a positive practice. So again, I'm not saying that it's a bad practice at all, but some in the clinical trials community, however, seem to think an O25 is a panacea for all things that have come wrong. So very often people just think that an O25 is uh, the solution to all your clinical trial issue. is not. And we will see in the next slides uh, why it's it's wrong to consider the note to file uh, as a panacea for all your issue.
0: And I I guess, you know, it's sort of become like, like I mentioned at the beginning, it's sort of become this sort of, okay if there's an issue or if we make a mistake, just write a note to file. Right. And that can obviously present some issues. Right, Cathy? I mean, what comes to mind on your end there?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm absolutely right, Donatella. You know, it's hard to navigate those NOTA files, when to use, when not to use, when it's a benefit and when it's a detriment. Uh, you know, I always like to say that I've seen three common uses of a NOTA file, uh, overuse, misuse, and abuse. <laughs> and and we can come up with plenty uh, of examples for each. But yeah, I think what's really important uh, to to note here, and, and you guys touched on that, is that, you know, those uses or misuses of a NOTA file are often the result of um, sort of a misguided way of thinking about files and that they're often viewed as, you know, this safety net or this free pass to commit non-compliance, non-compliances or, or, or deviations. So. Oftentimes, there'll be this uh, thought process that, that I've witnessed, you know, that goes something like, well, it'll be really difficult to perform that task or or collect that missing document because of reasons X, Y, Z. So instead of performing our due diligence to mitigate that problem, we'll just go ahead and plan to, to not comply with that process or deviate from our protocol. And it'll be fine. We'll just write a note to file. Um, you know, so, so I think that the common thought is that as long as there's transparency and, and, and admission of, of a deviation, that it'll satisfy an inspector. And while transparency is always a good thing, um, you know, it's really not the sole purpose of a not to file and it's not going to negate your, your non-compliance. So I think there needs to be that change in the mindset uh, in those cases. And that can be the first step toward improving your, your, your issues of not to file misuse.
0: I love that. OK, that's so, so you know, when we think about, the like you said, the, the use, misuse, overuse uh, side of things, I think it's important for us to talk a little bit about maybe when is a note to file appropriate, right? And so, from your perspective, Donatella, when 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 we're advising customers on on how to put in place a process and a strategy for note to files, what are the recommendations that you typically make for when a note to file is appropriate to use, and and when you know when would you recommend using a note to file?
2: So regarding this question, I think that I can bring some real example during my experience. So definitely you can use not to file when you need to document and give an explanation of an issue that can be solved. Uh, So basically where there's a a big issue in the protocol management, the clinical trial management that can be be solved. And again, if uh, all the other option uh, were checked and, are not you can't follow them you can use a not to file to explain uh, the issue and what you did uh, try to solve the issue to mitigate the issue otherwise you can also use a not to file uh, try to add information uh, or better clarify some exception of your clinical trial management because uh, basically we've got uh, all our standard operating procedure, all our rules, all our regulatory requirements to follow when we are managing the clinical trial. But sometimes uh, uh, there are exceptions. We know that uh, each trial is different. Each trial has a specific study design. Each trial is unique. So there will be always some ex- exception. Uh, now, especially now that trials are really becoming global. Uh, so whenever there is an exception, uh, that you want to capture and that you want better explain in case of an auditory inspection or even just for you know internal knowledge to the study team you can use not to file another one is uh, when you need to clarify or uh, express uh, site specific uh, requirement again uh, more and more now we are doing and uh, managing multi-site trial so it will be Uh, the case that some of the sites or even just one site have some specific requirement may be in their specific uh, procedure, for example, I don't know, something related to the labeling of the drug, uh, to the storage of the drug, uh, to uh, the dispensing of the drug. So uh, there will be maybe some specific, uh, size specific requirement. And you know, you're know you not going to write an SOB or a work instruction uh, uh, to capture it, but you can use an auto file to keep uh, track of this information that will be helpful when you do your health check, when you do your oversight on the TMF, and when you try to reconstruct the story of your trial master file. Or you can also use a not to file to document some very specific regulatory requirement. Let me tell you this, what happened to me. Uh, It was the beginning of the the COVID, you know, and uh, everyone, we were all uh, at home, obviously working from home, luckily. Uh, And uh, luckily we just implemented when I was working at the sponsor side uh, something like three months before the COVID the electronic signature. So we were, let's say, lucky that we just uh, used the electronic signature to sign documentation that were necessary for the submission of a trial, but we received a strange (laughs) but real request from a competent authority. To have a letter of identification signed manually, they didn't accept the, the electronic signature, even if we were in a pandemic situation, in a pandemic moment, and if it, even if our validated uh, our electronic signature was a validated one. So I mean, it was in compliance with the requirement, but they didn't accept it, they just want a wet ink signature. And it was a multi-country trial, so the other country were all accepted electronic signature. So imagine at the I one inspector that check the documentation and see that all the letters are signed electronically, just one is signed wet ink. Why? Uh, Maybe the system was not working, uh, maybe what's the problem here? So this is uh, a specific regulatory requirement. So for someone that come and try to rebuild the story, I think it's necessary to know that uh, it was a requirement for the competent authority to have that particular document signed in waiting and this is why let's say uh, it's different from the other uh, document uh, of the submission package so all these examples try to make you understand that uh, not to file uh, again can be used in a positive way when they Add clarification when they add information when there is something that is not standard and you need to clarify somewhere and obviously that reason is not captured uh, in another document and I think that uh, uh, Cathy has some really good example to explain that uh, not to file is not the only tool that you have when you need to capture this exception this particularity of the trial there are. Other tools that you can use, and that they are more appropriate. Yeah, that's
0: such a good point, and I think that's the that's the idea, right? Is that you know we're not saying here that note to files are shouldn't be used at all, but they should be used in certain cases. And then you know to go back to your point earlier, Kathy, about sort of the misuse of note to files. I think sometimes you know maybe study teams or TMF groups aren't aware that maybe a note to file isn't appropriate and could be, you know, that information that's contained in that note to file could actually be documented in the source document itself, right? So, you know, for for those that are joining us on the the live stream, you'll see a list of of a couple different common notes to file and where, you know, we would recommend trying to document that information. Kathy, from, from your perspective, when would you try and avoid using a note to file and really try and prioritize you know, including that information in, in some of the source documentation. Could you give us maybe a couple examples?
1: Yeah, uh, well, you know, just just before I go into that, you know, it's it's really um, important to understand that, you know, like we're saying, to files aren't necessarily bad, but when you have an overuse or an abundance of to files, you know, you should try and avoid writing to files if possible when it's really not. Uh, that appropriate or not as necessary you know the more you have um, you know the more cans of worms you're opening up uh, the, the more in, an inspector will dig deeper uh, into why you have all these not to file so you know th- there are a lot of common issues um, that come up during a trial right nothing ever runs Perfectly without any hiccups, and I'm sure if you speak to an inspector, they'll have a, a grocery list of common issues that they encounter during an inspection, um, as they relate to nota files. But what's important is, is you know, is how the organization uh, deals with them. So common practices we've seen um, is when a nota file, uh like donatella mentioned will be written to address an issue and in fact it could have been dealt with in the source documentation maybe it's not necessarily a, a non-compliance as such but just maybe an explanation as, as to why uh you know a certain process w- was uh, performed as opposed to another or or you know whatever so, so these are examples uh, uh Of of some of these uh, issues that can come up. So, for example, um, you know, there's follow up action uh, between an investigator and a sponsor after the last monitoring visit. You know, this could maybe be documented in the actual monitoring visit instead of creating a note to file. Um, Or, you know, or an issue having to do with the delegation of responsibilities uh, of the site staff. This too could be addressed perhaps on, on the delegation log itself. Um, you know, writing a note to file to document when uh, a specific document isn't really applicable to the TMF, or documenting a decision that was made over email. These could have been addressed in the TMF management plan and the filing of correspondence, respectively. And now what I've also seen is, um, you know, when this the documenting uh, of a specific issue is indeed in the source document. But then a note to file is written as well on top of that. So they're like, you know, doubling up there. Um, so, so this is an overstating of the obvious. It's a bit of an overkill, you know, with the thinking that more is better. Uh, we've really covered all our bases. But you know, more, more is not always better.
0: Oh, I love that. Absolutely love that. And, and the chat, on the live stream here is going absolutely wild. So I absolutely love it. Um, okay, so we now have a better understanding, I think, of when a note to file is, is appropriate to use and maybe some easy, quick wins, some tactics that, um, you know, TMFers can really use to include some of the information that they might have written in a note to file in existing source documentation. And again, you hit on something that was really important there, Kathy. I think, which, you know, we have this assumption sometimes that more is more is better. Um, And obviously we have the adage here, less is more. And I think in this case, sometimes more can be confusing. Um, And it shows potentially to an inspector that maybe there's some issues here that you need to dive into in a little bit more detail. So let's move on. What I'd love to dive into now is sort of looking at when to write a note to file and when not to write a note to file. So if you decided, okay, I think I need one here, um, but I'm not really sure where to focus. Kathy when you know what should we not be doing when it comes to notes to files and um you know when we sh- when should we not be writing them
1: right so there's sort of you know a little mental checklist that you know you should kind of go through um so the main one being you know which i think encompasses a lot here when there's no added value uh you know i've seen that a lot where notes to files uh, will be written where they simply point out um, you know what the discrepancy is or the non-compliance is like you know signature missing you know the end I mean an inspector can see that on on, on the uh, document in question so you know that note to file has no real point uh, you know or maybe your um, monthly TMF QC check was not performed for the month of April as per the management plan you know the end there's no explanation surrounding the event, there's no root cause, there's no documentation of any due diligence, no explanation of what are, would or, or could have been done in, in the future uh, to prevent such an incident. So in that case, you know, it's generally, it's poorly written, it lacks clarity and renders the note to file pretty useless. Uh, and then, you know, there's the more is better approach, which we touched on uh, just a few minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, more is not always better in the case of nota files uh you know it's really it's not Good. It doesn't it's not good documentation practice you know you don't want to use nota files for every little nuance that goes on in your trial you know that often leads to repetition or redundancy you know duplication um, there's really no added value and again if you have too many nota files it can suggest a bigger problem and perhaps open up a whole new can of worms with regards to your processes or, or lack of training and uh, an inspector will do a deeper dive into those things or they could uh, you know they may look at your kappas or lack their and then it can result in way more findings and uh, lastly you know attempting to replace the irreplaceable as you and I both know Oliver there's some things that you just can't can't replace (laughs) Uh, so for example um, if a document was never filed in the TMF and therefore missing a note to file stating that the document is missing and then filing it in place of that missing document really has no value. And you know, that's not to be confused with a note to file that's being used as sort of a signpost. And Donatella, I'm going to get your feedback on this in, in a minute. Um, you know, where you would normally find a specific document filed in its um, proper location, but instead you'll find a note to file explaining that that document is currently located in another repository outside of the TMF, maybe temporarily uh, perhaps, um, you know, and this might be acceptable because you're providing the location of that document and and why it's being filed in a location outside of the TMF. So I've seen this before in in my past life and it was acceptable. Donatella, have you seen this and, and how would an inspector deal with that? Is it acceptable?
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, I totally agree with you that when it's the case that the not file is used to give uh, additional information, and in, in this case, is to give uh, more detail about the location of a document. Uh, it, it makes sense. It makes sense to use it. And so it's always it's also helpful for the inspector or the auditor to have it because uh, it's a sort of roadmap to understand what the document it is. Uh, and it's a requirement. I mean, uh, according to ICGCP, we are required to have uh, a record of the location of the document. So if for any reason uh, that document is not in that particular section zone artifact of the trial master file. but maybe in another you know, um, location uh, or for any reason, in that case, not to file makes sense. I mean, it's really to add the added value, added uh, information uh, for information to, to be able to reconstruct the story of the trial. So definitely uh, in that particular, uh, let's say background, makes a lot of sense to have the not to file. Great, that's what I thought. Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I think this brings up a really good point. And this was actually a question in the chat from Lorianne, which is, and I know that this is something that we typically recommend here, which, you know, Lorianne asks, you know, what are, what are our thoughts on a note to file master list or a log? I know, Donatella, this is a recommendation that we typically go through. Do you want to maybe sort of dive into that for a second?
2: Yes, we we are going to to see even uh, um, the not-to-file templates in in some slides, but definitely uh, what we strongly recommend when we develop not-to-file process manager with our customer is to have a not-to-file log, tracker, uh, call as you want, but definitely uh, a sort of list where you have all the not-to-file written for that particular clinical trial. Uh, That will help you not only you during your health check during your oversight of your tmf but also the inspector um, so at the end it's a sort of uh, guidance that you have and even to ensure more consistency in your triumph in your notified process to have a track a log with all the notified issue can be really really helpful the other uh, let's say um, way to see a log is to ensure the consistency when you are a sponsor that also outsource, outsource uh, uh, the trial file management to, the, to a CRO. Because uh, you know in that scenario, you will have uh, the not to file issue by the CRO, plus the not to file issue by the sponsor. So two actors in the trial, in the trial management that issue not to file. Uh, so the reconciliation, uh, and alignment uh, at the end of the trial must be done. And this is why, you know, uh, having a not-to-file log, not to file tracker will help you in doing that final reconciliation to ensure the quality of your trial master file. You know, and you know,
1: it's funny, I just wanted to add, you know, this master list, I've gone back and forth. I was a bit on the fence uh, on it, and I saw a comment sort of not exactly agreeing with me, but not seeing the full value uh, of that master list. And and I get, I do get the value now um, and I am leaning more toward having that master list now. So my mind has been changed, but in the past I thought it was kind of overkill or was it was redundant because, you know, if you're using an ETMF, all your nota files are filed in there, and if you want to get a list of them, right, you can just filter for your all your nota files and get a list, and, and there's your master list. But I understand that there's more information uh, associated with those other m- metadata. Let's say, um, so I, I do get the value of, of having that master list. Yeah.
0: Well, I think we have to remember that what we're trying to do here is tell uh, a story, and if we feel like there are gaps in that story, a note to file and a note to file is required to, to fill that gap. Why not expose that as obviously as possible to an inspector, because it's ultimately right. helping tell your story when it comes to sort of the negative. I think a lot of people are thinking, well, I don't want to draw attention to all of the note to files I have. I think we've got to change our mindset a little bit and think a little bit more about how, you know, pointing people in the right direction, pointing inspectors in the right direction. If we've if we've got a solid process in place and we've got clear justification for why that note-to-file is in place, it shouldn't be an issue. If we're concerned about putting a note-to-file log or, uh, you know, master list together there's likely a deeper problem there that you're lacking confidence in the in the notes to file process and rather than avoiding the note to file log or the master list try and focus a little bit more on defining that process a little bit better so that you can improve um, how you manage note to files as a whole so there's a ton of questions here but I'd love Donatella Let's talk a little bit about when notes to files can be useful. And we've touched on a lot of this stuff already, but just to sort of package it all together, what, what should we be doing um, when it comes to to notes to file and, and when we should be
1: using them?
2: Yes, so Oliver, I really like your point seeing that uh, TMF is the storyteller of the clinical trial, So definitely we need to have uh, a complete story. So sometimes uh, not to file can be pieces of the parcel of the story when the story you know uh, is incomplete uh, so sometimes uh, already said that if you use uh, with the correct approach uh, with a robust process not to file that not to file can fill the gap uh, in your story so in that case uh, yes you are free uh, uh, and authorized to use not to file very important to document uh, your due diligence because uh, not to file, you use not to file uh, basically to avoid finding during inspection or audit, but sometimes it becomes the finding because if it is not well written, it will be the finding of the inspection. So it's very, very important that what you try to underline, uh, it's obvious that you, if you write a not to file, it means that you are not in compliance, <laughs> uh, but you have to show what you what you try to do de- to do to follow the to follow the requirement to follow ICA-GCP. so show the the finding show the the issue but also show what you did try to solve it try to mitigate so document your due diligence document your effort this is what the inspector want to see they want to see not the issue obviously if there is an to find, there is an issue m- majority of the time they want to see how you, you try to solve it. What were you, the actions that you took? Uh, try to mitigate those issues and try to prevent uh, that issue for to, to be there again in the future. So this is what they want to see. If they see this, let's say, effort, this process uh, of quality, because we are talking about quality in, in our clinical trial, that makes sense. So you you, you can write a not to file. And then you can, last but not least, you can use a note to file to answer questions. Uh, give you these uh, examples just to make you better understand. Again, we are uh, TMF is the storyteller. We are, when we are an inspector, we try to reconstruct the story to understand you know, the compliance with requirement, uh, if the patient's safety and the data integrity uh, were sure and all the stuff. Uh, obviously, if the story is not clear, I will start to to do myself some questions. Uh, let me give you this example. Uh, years ago, I was uh, one of the section that you usually check more is uh, the training certificate. You know where you verify that people have been trained on GCP, on the protocol, on the SOP, because it's important that to perform the job that are trained obviously on what they have to do. And uh, for some, you know, for some of the uh, of the people of the training. Certificate, uh, for example, one person has something like uh, six different certificate of GCP training, and all the rest of the team were just uh, like one training certificate. So apparently, uh, in this case, you say, okay, more is better than nothing. It's more than zero. But why just one person has something like six GCP different training certificate, and the other, the rest of the team, just one? Maybe there is a rational, maybe there is a a good reason, or maybe it's just a a fault in filling a a document that is not needed. So you start to make some question, and maybe there is a good rationale for, for that person to have lots of GCP certificate. So just writing to find explaining that uh, for that person was necessary more than one training uh, because uh, to issuing the management of the protocol procedure uh, or think about uh, uh, proto version versioning uh, an investigator brochure investigator brochures need to be issued every year but if there is no need to issue a new version because maybe there's no change in the content of the investigator brochure you can you can decide as a sponsor not to issue a new version so the question will be okay but per requirement i need to have a version every year yes but i write an auto file explaining that we decided internally not to issue a new version because uh, there were no updates there's nothing uh, was changed. So in accordance with the competent authority at the committee and blah, 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 we decided not to issue a new version. So there is a rationale. It, it is an exception. Uh, the question can come out, but there is a rational, And you track this rationale into the not-to-file. So this is the right case when you can write a not-to-file. So to summarize, obviously a not-to-file needs to be well written. So it must be clear and accurate because uh, it must uh, reconstruct the story. It must answer some questions, some doubt. It must clarify. So it must be clear and accurate. Uh, add uh, an appropriate level of detail because again, uh, I am the spector. I didn't manage make a trial. I'm trying to reconstruct and link uh, the dots. So I need to have the detail. Uh, Necessary to be able to understand the story. Uh, not, don't don't uh, abuse, as Cathy says. So use them not frequently, only when they are really necessary. When there are no other tool, no other document, when you where you can capture that particular information. If it is already information. We, we just create a, a, a confusion in the inspector And very, very important, ensure that not to file are timely. This is a principle in general of our trial master file, to upload, manage a QC document in a timely manner. Uh, we are doing the story when we are performing a trial, so everything must be managed in a timely manner. Don't wait uh, you know, the inspector or the end of the trial to write all the not-to-file just to fill the gaps uh, and try to avoid finding. That is not the right approach. You should write a not-to-file why, for example, why you become aware of the issue, and that is uh, when you perform your oversight, your overhead check, and the QC of your TMF. So don't wait. Write them in a timely manner.
0: All right. Such a great explanation, I think, of when we should be thinking about notes to files and some of the common issues, right? I think we've we've talked a lot about when note to files go wrong. Um, So let's talk about how we can start to think about the process a little bit more. Now, there's been a whole bunch of questions on, what should a note to file look like um are there you know should we create a template for notes to file i know that this is a big recommendation for us when we're working with customers is to sort of standardize the process and a best way to do that is to at least provide the best guidance when it comes to putting a template in place so you know when when we when we know that we should write a note to file when we've decided that we should write a note to file what should our note to file typically look like donatella when it comes to the content that should be included it really needs to obviously have some detail because it's part of the story. What are some of the recommendations that you make or some of the items that we typically put in our note-to-file templates?
2: So definitely, as you said, Oliver, it's very important um, to have a template. I mean, uh, define the process and defining the process uh, we recommend to to develop uh, a template to ensure consistency uh, and to ensure the quality of the not to find management. Um, more or less, a template obviously uh, will be issued on a on a letterhead of the of the company, uh, there will be some, let's say, a reference uh, to the protocol, to the study, uh, maybe to the site, if it is site-related issue. Uh, so give, uh, obviously, all the details uh, and the reference uh, of what you are writing. Uh, and more or less, I think that everyone is doing like that. But the most important thing is uh, uh, the content. So in the content, uh, as already told you before, it's very, very important that you don't just mention and describe the issue that you are facing. You need to very, very detailed uh, describe how you mitigate the issue. What you did, the corrective action, but also the preventive action for that issue in in the way that uh, it's true that you didn't follow the requirement, so it's true that there is an issue, but the inspector will see that you did uh, do your best to uh, avoid the, that issue in the future and to avoid to uh, to prevent uh, that issue recurring in, in other studies. So they want to see uh, this uh, uh, root cause analysis of the issue, try to understand what is the source of the problem, and then try to identify the best Kpa that you can put in place for that problem. That is something that uh, must be always there Not to file to make uh, the not to file a document with an added value uh, for your uh, uh, for your story. And uh, another thing that is quite uh, challenging is uh, the numbering of the not to file and Cathy uh, here I would like uh, your experience as well because uh, uh, by my experience, uh, I always uh, add to number the not-to-file. So apart from the date, obviously, uh, the not-to-file as a number, a sequence number. But I'm seeing right now with some of our customers that is not used to number the not-to-file, which is ri- really strange to me. And I want to hear if you have experienced something like that. Uh, you know, it's funny because, and, and I know we kind of touched on
1: this ourselves a couple of days ago. Um, you know, when I had... More involvement with nota files, more hands-on. We we didn't number them; it wasn't part of our process. But this was a while ago, you know, and and maybe the the process. I mean, we weren't as aware as we are now. But all the issues you can. Um, you can can happen with note to files. And after I I had heard your explanation for numbering, you know, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I'm still learning myself, you know, despite the number of years I spent in TMF, it's always evolving. Uh, Things are always changing. There's there's always improvements to be made, uh, improvements in processes. And, you know, and now that we're almost most people or most organizations are dealing with etmfs uh, as opposed to paper though there are still some as we know um you, you know th- this also kind of uh brings forth new processes and uh, as well so yeah this was it was kind of news to me when you told me that and um when i when i heard the explanation and the rationale i was like well yeah that makes perfect sense <laughs> so
2: i'm, on, well, board. I I'm also- on board happy to hear that because i, I was feeling like an alien like <laughs> I always number the note to file. <laughs> People yeah, don't I number.
1: get it, I get it. It's, it's a small, uh, it's a small detail, but I, I think it would, it makes a big impact in, in terms of, you know, tracking your note to files and, and uh, making sure you have, uh, you know, they're complete. Um, and I just wanted to say about these templates, I know, uh, Oliver, you mentioned at the beginning how, you know, once you know you need a a note to file, you know, you can go to your template. Um, But I was thinking in in the past, templates I've seen, uh, they were kind of almost used to help out to determine if you need a note to file because it could almost be used as a checklist, you know, that ensuring that you have all the necessary components of a complete note to file that, you know, that tells the story you need to tell. And maybe if you're missing some of these major components, you know, maybe that's an indication that. Maybe this is a scenario that doesn't necessarily require a, a, note to ta- to, to, a note to file. So, in its basic, you know, benefit, it, you know, you can use it as a checklist almost, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that I mean we 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 see that example in other documents that we create in front the TMF, right, where we have, you know, checklists and guidance and things like that. Why not include them in your note to file template as well, right? And I think that's an important an important part of it. I think the other thing that's that's really interesting, especially when it comes to the numbering, is okay. If we're not numbering our notes to file, and if 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 we feel like it's important to have a note to file log, which is obviously our recommendation, um, how do you build that log if you don't number your notes to file, right? Because you've got to be able to make sure that you connect the dots um, in in those areas, and and how do you sort of connect them to to everything else that you're doing in the TMS? So I think numbering it's probably one of those things where some people say, oh, I don't think we need to number them. Um, and some that will say, yes, it's sort of a two camps kind of category. But I think, you know, if we're thinking about how to build a really robust process, starting with a template, starting with a standard naming convention or numbering convention for these notes to files, including a checklist, like you said, Kathy, and how you uh, should be completing a notes to file, but also when you should and when you shouldn't, helps just ensure that whatever is being filed, there's a note to file, is as close as what it needs to be um, uh, when it comes to filing it. So I think that's just a really great recommendation. Without a template, and I and I know that Kathy, you and I have spoken about this before. There's some really interesting bad examples of notes to file when you're not using a template. Have you anything anything come to mind on your end, Kathy, in terms of notes to file that you've seen when a template hasn't been used? And what are the issues that you find there?
1: Yeah. And and I think I mentioned it uh, earlier about, you know, there'll be a note to file and, you know, (laughs) I mean, this was a while ago. I'm hoping things have improved. Uh, But, you know, the one sentence, you know, signature missing, Um, this such and such a process was not performed. Uh, The end, you know, again, no explanation. Uh, Surrounding the event, no root cause analysis, no, you know, attempt to to, to mitigate, no, no, no due diligence, no, you know, indicating how this could be prevented in the future. It's just, there it is, deal with it. I know that's my due diligence and, and hopefully, you know, an inspector will accept this. Not so much.
0: And that's ultimately what I think creates the fear of note-to-files and and probably the fear of creating like a, a log or a master list to, to show note-to-files or, or to flag note-to-files to an inspector is that if all of your note-to-files are written like that, where it's one or two sentences and it hasn't really been standardized, of course, that's going to present a huge issue, right? So if we standardize the process, provide a template guidance on, on what should be done within the note-to-file uh, itself, Uh, drawing attention directing an inspector more clearly to those notes to file shouldn't be a a risk at that point right Right. so there's a whole bunch of questions around signing notes to files now this is really up to you guys I think when it comes to signing notes to file there are pros and cons to signing them if we think about uh when we want to sign a note to file and and, uh, some of the pros to it. Of course, signing a note to file is gonna help you establish a clear audit trail. It's gonna show traceability of what's happened. It's also gonna enable you to provide additional evidence of the event or the decision. And it may help to ensure accountability of the information contained in the note. It's just an additional verification. Some might say, well, there's no requirement to sign a note to file. There's nothing in the regulation that says that there's a note that that we need to sign these notes to file. So there are definitely some downsides if you decide to doing that. It may create unnecessary administrative burden if it's not necessary why do it it could raise additional questions about the authenticity of the note if the signature isn't done correctly um or like donatella's point earlier the signature process isn't well defined and so you have some wet ink and then you have some some electronic signatures depending on the the process that's been defined and then you know if it's not required by by certain regulatory authorities does that create inconsistencies in your process that could warrant questions from an inspector. So Donatella, Kathy, the big question here is what what do we recommend? What do you recommend when it comes to notes to file? Would you look at signing them or would you say it's not required? Or is it really up to the organization that's building that process themselves?
1: Um, I'd say, well, you know, in my experience, we usually did sign them. Um, It's not necessarily required. No. And I think the Big takeaway here is maybe just consistency, Um, whether you decide to sign or not to sign. And as you went through the different pros and cons, you know, there there are both. Uh, And I guess, you know, as an organization, you would decide, you know, what you're more comfortable with considering those pros and cons. Um, But yeah, I think consistency. um, is really key here uh, and and you know to make sure you have this if you decide to sign your to files, sign them all and uh, you get that consistency and of course put that process in place because that'll ensure the consistency. Donatella, you have more to add there?
2: Yeah, uh, so I totally agree with you Cathy on the importance of consistency because it's something that uh, inspector really take care so and we must ensure consistency because it's a, a sign of quality in our TMF management uh, if I can bring this example uh, we we use not to sign and not to file uh, and basically not to file where issue uh, i'm talking about the sponsor level by the cta who was performing the quality check and uh, you know Uh, verifying that something was missing or uh, something uh, um, was not in place or something that must be more detailed. uh, This person was writing the note to file. Obviously uh, the content uh, must be uh, clear that in the content must be clear the accountability. So maybe it's the CTA who is writing uh, the note to file, but the accountability of the document uh, is uh, of the data management of the data manager, for example. So I think it's very important, uh, the principle uh, of the accountability, because as you said, Cathy, is not a regulatory requirement. There's no regulation that say that you have to sign a not-to-file, so it depends on you, on your company process. And here we have some pros and cons. Uh, But definitely the accountability of the content of the not-to-file, that is a requirement. So it must be very clear uh, who is, let's say, the document owner. And uh, if uh, the document owner is not the one who is writing the not-to-file for processes, for internal processes, at least the document owner must be aware. So it happens to me that sometimes, uh, we make uh, we ask uh, the document owner to sign, did uh, not to file, uh, just to confirm that he was aware of the issue. So the issue was found out and written down by the CTA, but the document owner was aware. So you know, because again, TMF is a is a big story. There are a lot of stakeholders uh, and document owner, but very often not everyone is managing directly the trial master file, the process of trial master file. So if not, let's say uh, the direct person that writing on to file, just be aware for the principle of accountability. So can I ask a question? Um, let's just say, for
1: example, something happens at the site and it involves a process or or a task that, let's say, the site coordinator was involved in or something she did or didn't do, uh, whatever the non-compliance was, and, and she, he or she writes this note to file and they decide to sign it. So she'll, she or, he or she will sign it. Is it necessary to have the PI sign as well, since they're accountable for, for all the site activities and staff?
2: I would say yes, because he is the one who, according to regulation, he is responsible for the entire, you know, study team and for the entire compliance of the protocol. So he is the one who is responsible for the entire uh, clinical trial conduction at site level. So, yes, I would recommend yes.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: (laughs) All right. I feel like that's going to ignite a fire in the chat. I can just feel it coming. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right so let's move on yeah we want that fire so let's move on we've talked a lot about inspections already throughout but of course there is a potential regulatory impact when it comes to to note to files and we've talked about if we don't manage the process or define the process correctly it can pose a much larger risk but it's not to say that regulators will or inspectors will look at note to files immediately as a bad thing Right. So if there is a note to file process in place and it's well documented and there's consistency, you know, what are the inspectors ultimately looking to see? I guess I gave away some of that already. But what are some of the expectations um, when it comes to notes to file from an inspector that's reviewing the TMF? Donatella, maybe I'll throw that to you. Yeah,
2: sure. So first of all, uh, in my experience, uh, uh, I I want to say that uh, inspectors don't uh, uh, expect the perfection from a clinical trial, I'm not, I mean, they come and they will find something, anyway, even if you are the most good, you know, uh, clinical trial management team in the world, but they will find something maybe not critical maybe not major but they will find something there is no expectation of perfection so not to file are expected for an auditor uh, it's part of the game the same um, at the same time uh, for the inspector not to file as already explained at the beginning are a sort of roadmap because uh, you know the inspector come they don't have lots of time uh they, they have a very big goal of identifying the quality, identify there is an issue in the clinical trial management. Uh, so in the big amount of a trial master file documentation, which we all know that it's a big, big amount of document, uh, where to look at, where to focus my attention if I am an inspection, I am an inspector. Not to file can guide me, not to file can tell me look at that site because there are lots of not to find look at that artifact look at the zone of the trimester master file because it's full of not to file. look at this particular uh, site because there was a not to fire guardian protocol deviation so not to file a sort of guidance and roadmap for uh, uh, inspector so are uh, guidance for us that need to uh, you know uh, be able to reconstruct the story but also for inspectors so they can be uh, very helpful at the same time, uh, if you're not using properly, this not-to-file, as we seen before, they can be defining itself. Here is a warning letter. Uh, I think it was written for Sanofi, uh, that noted that uh, 89 memos were generated after a monitoring visit. So the point is uh, not, let's say the 89 memos, but the point is that they've been waiting for uh, you know, uh, the trial to be ending, to write all this uh, not to file, uh, to explain some issue, rather than uh, qualifying and train the staff, uh, train the site, try to correct immediately the issue. So why you have been waiting for 89 memos (laughs) before doing something? So this is, uh, let's say, uh, the finding. And uh, another example, if I remember, it's, uh, it was a warning letter um, to Johnson & Johnson. Uh, and the, the finding was not to file rega- that was explaining that uh, a site was selected despite uh, it has a story of uh, uncompliance, of GCP non-compliance. So. Uh obviously, <laughs> if, if a site has some GCP issue it is not your first choice. Uh, I think that we all agree in that. The point is that sometimes uh, for the study design, uh, I, I've been through some a, such a situation, uh, you can't avoid to take a particular site because maybe it's the only one with the patient, it's the only one with some particular surgery and some particular you know, IP delivering procedure. So sometimes you must take a site and maybe sometimes this site is not the best in the world. So the finding was related not to the choice of selecting a site and not in compliance. The, the, point in, the finding was related to the fact that there was no rationale you know, in choosing uh, that site. Okay, you are obliged to choose the site for these uh, good reasons that are you know, uh, a sort of uh, benefit for the protocol, give me the rationale explain the not to file why, despite all the issue, you have decided uh, to go with this site because there are a robust rationale, and nobody will tell you. I, th- I think that the, if it is for the benefit uh, of the protocols or for the benefit of the patient, uh, nobody will tell you anything. Uh, and again, maybe there are lots of GCP issues, but you can uh, do your effort as a sponsor and you know, train this, the, the site, uh, give some resources, so that is not the problem. You, but uh, you can't uh, just write a note to file saying that uh, despite the GCP issue, the site was selected. What does it mean? Nothing, so that was the finding. Another uh, very uh, tricky point is for note to file during inspection is uh, uh, be care because uh, I found out in some warning letter that uh, the finding was uh, related to the fact that during the interview, people were saying the contrary of the content of the not-to-file. So if you write the not-to-file, be aware of the content and be aligned on the content while you are doing the interview with the inspector because you know the content must match, otherwise it will be a finding. So there are a lot of aspects to be considered when it comes to inspection. but definitely remember that not to find is a finding unless you don't you know explain the root cause analysis that you perform and the Kappa plan that you put in place. This
0: uh, this TMF stuff's not easy, eh? Don't tell that, Kathy.
2: <laughs> but it's a lot business. of fun,
1: Oliver. <laughs> it is. It really is. It gets the juices flowing. Is it just me? <laughs>
0: all right. So let's cap this off with, I guess, a bit of a summary on what we've kind of all touched on a little bit today. But this is kind of the process that we recommend, or the blueprint, let's say, to putting in place your TMF strategy. Um. <laughs> Donatella, maybe you want to sort of take us through step by step, sort of fairly briefly. Of course, we're going to provide the uh, the information to the guests after today. But what are some of the things that you want to sort of call out here in this in this five step uh, process to putting in place a note to file strategy?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, we we went through this process uh, right, right last year with a customer. Uh, now we are in step four, I would say. Uh, but definitely, uh, I would like to, to tell you what we did. Um, we at uh, ETMF Services with this customer. So basically, uh, we perform an air check of their TMF of a study, and we find out that not to file was abused. I mean, we find out lots of not to file. Uh, with no consistency, uh, apparently with no rules, uh, bad written, Uh, so a mess, (laughs) to summarize, it was really a mess. Uh, And so we came out uh, with our report, Uh, I'll check uh, at um, check report, that there was uh, a big issue in not to file management, and that can be uh, a source of finding during inspection. So we suggest to improve the process. So uh, identify the need, the gap, uh, when performing our health check on the not-to-file, uh, on the master file, uh, and we define a process with them. So we develop a not-to-file template, first of all, because I didn't have it. We establish a clear process uh, for how to write the not-to-file, how to review, how to approve it, and how to fill it, because remember that in the um according to the tmf reference model you can fill the note to file in a in a dedicated section that are available in each uh, zone of the uh, of the tmf reference model or you can also link the note to file uh, in the artifact of the document for example if uh, uh, let's say that uh, the oversight plan is missing uh, you can write a note to file giving the explanation and the not to file in the oversight uh, artifact, and not uh, in the uh, not to file section uh, uh, of that zone of the TMF. So we define also this kind of process for them we define the owner of the not to file and uh, who were in charge of signing it in case uh, or review it and uh, we define also the relationship uh, uh, with the zero because it is a sponsor that is working uh, mainly with zero outsourcing so we define how to manage you know, the not to file uh, when the zero is involved uh, we wrote uh, a working instruction for them but we put also uh, the not to file in their uh, ETMF uh, plan template because uh, in our, uh, we've got a template for ETMF plan, and there is a specific paragraph that we use uh, to define the process for not to file. Uh, so we combine, let's say, this kind of approach, uh, implement this information in there, template already available. Uh, So we make, let's say the process more complete from a compliance point of view and more clear uh, also for the CRO uh, as well. Uh, We did the training because obviously once we have uh, set up the new process, you need people to be trained, to be aligned uh, on that process. So we organize internal training. And now we are in the step four. So we are implementing the, the process. Uh, this is a very important uh, step, the most uh, interesting one, I would say, because uh, uh, we defined the theory. Now they have gone; they are going through the practice of putting in place the process that we have developed with them. And uh, last but not least, we are going to render the process to verify if there is uh, anything that must be adjusted and updated uh, because obviously for them it's the new, time that got a process, so the the process must be tested, (laughs) let's say. Uh, So by the end of the year, we're going to meet again, uh, the team and verify if the process uh, is good or need to be adjusted, maybe according to some particular situation uh, and so on. So these are, I would say, definitely the main step uh, when we guide our customer uh, in a development of such a process.
0: Amazing. So there's the roadmap, guys. That's the the real overview of what you need to do to put in place a note-to-file strategy and the the process that we go through for helping our customers do so. If you have any questions and you want to speak directly to any of us, you can always reach out to us on LinkedIn. Or what I would recommend is that to join the State of TMF community group on LinkedIn. It has over a 1,000 TMF professionals. The slide deck from today's uh, video presentation will be available in... Uh, the community group exclusively. That's the only way, way that you're going to be able to get access to the content. But we also share other exclusive content from Montrium. It's there to network and grow your knowledge. Uh, and of course, ask questions to the community. Uh, so head over to LinkedIn and search for the state of TMF community. Obviously, I want to thank everybody for joining live today. If you're listening to this podcast um, on uh, uh, on your commute to work uh, or you know, while you're in the office, uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with another episode next week. Donatella, Kathy, this has been so much fun and I'm excited for the next session in two weeks time. Um, Just as a note for anybody that's heading down to the TMF Summit next week, uh, Montrum will be there. uh, So we hope to see you in Florida. Thanks so much, everybody and have a great rest of your day.
2: Bye everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the State of TMF a live podcast brought to you by Montreum, the leaders in clinical, regulatory, and quality systems for scaling life science organizations. Hit the subscribe button, download the episode, view the episode on YouTube, and follow us on LinkedIn for more great content coming from Montreum soon. See you next time.